0: hello hello and welcome back to the coup de villa channel i'm scott cooper and i'm here with noah fisher to talk about brentford versus aston villa yes we're reviewing villa's trip down to london to play brentford at the gtech community stadium on saturday um our unbeaten record continues not the best performance but i thought we fought hard to come back and get a point and showed a bit of character and we will be getting into, into that match and much more after this Okay. Yes, and we were coming off six wins in a row, Aston Villa. We were uh, full of life, full of form, uh, absolutely playing some brilliant football, and um, we were, you know, really confident going down to uh, to Brentford. Noah, um, it was, uh, you know, we don't have a very good record there, of course. We've we've ha- we've been on the end of a few beatings, especially the couple in the championship that uh, where Ollie Watkins um was playing and dean smith you know um there was some some villa connections there from back in the days but we're in a far better place now and um uh even though uh yeah we didn't really put in a very good performance and a few got a few of our star players were probably off the boil a bit i thought to come back and get a point um showed a lot of uh courage and a lot of character
1: yeah actually i'm pretty thrilled with the point to be honest when you look back on the game i think that if you're a Brentford fan watching this you probably be pretty gutted that you haven't come away with with the three points they've had that's yeah. some massive chances in the first half. I know we had that Emmy Buendia one early on which I thought was our goal bound myself but Brentford from the like start of the second half they absolutely peppered us and they could have easily scored two three four goals before they even scored that first one anyway um And they're a class team. They've only lost twice at home this year, I believe it is. Mm. So, you know, they're they're having an outstanding season in the top 10 for a reason. They've obviously had a bit of a drop-off the last couple of weeks. But to the way we fought back in that game, I didn't think we would. I honestly didn't think we would um, have fought back and got a point. I thought we looked pretty poor. Um, Until the last, really, 10 minutes, I mean, it all started to click for us. It was kind of after they scored the triple substitution, mm-hmm. I guess Luca Dinia getting kicked in the head probably fired the boys up a little bit as well. I don't know how that wasn't given as a foul, but he's actually quite a well-worked goal and happy that Douglas Suiz is uh, back on the score sheet.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think we really did click into gear in that last sort of 15, 20 minutes, which was great. And um, coming off the Newcastle victory, you know, there was always going to be a bit of a dip, maybe sometime in between the end of the season. Um, just before we go any further, just thank you so much for all your interactions, all your uh, likes and comments from our last video. It was one of our best videos we've ever done. Some really good, um, you know, feedback and sort of interactions that, you know, it was um, absolutely a joy for us all week, just to read the comments. And, um, yeah, you guys are fantastic. And, um, yeah, so going into this into this match, of course, you know we were full of confidence and um you know the first half i thought brentford were probably slightly better but we had a few big chances as well and uh, um you know the effort was there i thought i think but we were just like uh, that final pass was quite sloppy buendia had a weird match because you know i kind of think he played well in some respects like everything was going through he was finding good areas, good pockets of spaces, but then his final ball would let him down or his touch, you know, and um, it was a little bit frustrating. Probably, you know, he'd probably go home thinking he probably could have had a couple of goals and a couple of assists, you know, but, um, you know, it wasn't his day really in final product, but I still think he played well and he was important for us. Um, He obviously gets the assist in the end for Douglas Louise. Um, uh, But, yeah, the guy like Ollie Watkins, Jacob Ramsey, John McGinn, not having their best game at all. They were all uh, very quiet. And in that final third, we just took the wrong option too many times.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a hard day to be one of the front players, I guess, because Ollie Watkins, I think he had the least amount of touches, I believe the commentator said, up to Mm. half time, nine touches. I think it was in the first half. And that's very unlike him because he's normally getting the ball so often. But as you said, the final ball kind of, kind of let us down everyone's touches. I mean, in the second half, Jacob Ramsey had that, that chance he got leveled it a little bit earlier but he put it over the bar and you know I'd back JJ to score that nine times out of ten as well seeing the form he's in he's probably in the form of his career at the moment under Unai Emery and it just seemed not to be going our way like as you mm. said the touches the final passes I think Ollie Watkins had the ball in a bit of space he's had to play it through to Troyore, and he just hit it straight to the defender gone it's just not going to be our day but mm. as soon as we start playing good football we're very very hard to stop and we could have actually won it late if uh Watkins had uh, left it for Buendia.
0: Yeah, um and yeah, there there was a lot of pressure in that final sort of 10-15 minutes. Um Traore looked lively when he came on. I thought um uh you know the 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 triple sub- substitution seemed to work. I think Digne um you know sort of put his uh name forward for maybe getting more game time. He he had a good last 20 minutes there um and of course there was the halftime substitution of emmy martinez that we were all coming back into, you know, into the second half. Like what, what, why is Olsen out there? <laughs> you know? It was like, what, what's happening here? No, this is my worst nightmare. And I could see, um, in the comments of the social media post, like everyone was like, well, that's it. We've lost, yeah. you know, but, um, I actually think he did okay. Um, you know, there was obviously that, that moment oh. where he saves the header um and but can't hold on to it and they they missed the absolute glorious um chance i think it was uh, sade is it the um, guy yeah the guy, I, I, yeah, I you know, know the guy that plays about. on the left hand side for them he was quite quick um quite a good player and um yeah uh you know i was a bit worried for Olson, but you know after that moment that initial moment where it was a little bit dodgy a little bit dicey but you know he keeps the header out and um he doesn't foul the striker I thought you know on a different day he could tap his ankle there and give away a penalty so you know he, he made him try and put it in and he missed and we you know survived another day so you know uh full credit to him I think um you know he can hold his head up high he couldn't have done anything about the goal That was a very disappointing moment for ashley young of course um he's had such a great season as we will probably talk about a bit later um but unfortunately not his best moment trying to clear the cross uh with his right foot when maybe his left foot would have been the better option
1: yeah i mean as you touched on he's been outstanding um this season i guess it's one of those moments where we were absolutely under the pump you know they they were just peppering our goal. I don't think we got over halfway for for ten minutes. It felt like we could never clear. it. And I guess one of those moments, Ashley Young just thought, just just get anything on it. Just absolutely just get it out, get it out, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work at the time because nine hundred team makes the right decision and we we clear the ball. But when Brentford were playing as good as they they did, like in that period of time, I don't think anyone was going to keep a goal out because they were just absolutely peppering our goal. Olsen or Martinez or Manuel Neuer, you know, whoever want to say that Brentford was scoring.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, anyone was sort of felt like we were robbed when Brentford went one 0 up. It was one way traffic. It was um, you know, they they have this style of play that is so difficult to contend with. Um, you've got to really take your hat off to Thomas Frank and the players and the the club itself, the way that they've uh, recruited. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, you wouldn't be able to name um unless you were a Brentford fan. Uh, but they They rock up every week. They challenge. They throw balls into the box. They're very quick. And they've got some really talented, skillful players. It's not just all, you know, long throws and and crosses into the box, which they are very good at. Um, You know, Mbuebo, these guys, they're great players. They're really good players. Tony, of course, is fantastic. Um, I'm sure he'll get a big move in the summer. And, um, yeah, we were under the pump, and I actually was – kind of worried about this game going into it. I thought this is a potential banana skin. This is a a game where we're going to get tested in a different sort of way as to maybe um, previous games under Emery. And, you know, he's coming from Spain, a different environment. You know, has he played many teams like Brentford maybe over the years? Probably not. So, um, you know, I was really interested to see when we went 1-0 down, what he was going to do. You know, and he changed the system to more of a three-five-two in that last fifteen minutes. He brings on um Chambers, Dinier, and Treore. Takes off uh, McGinn. Um, who who else came off? Ashley Young. Uh, Ashley Young, I think. And and, and Moreno. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't McGinn. I don't think did McGinn no? come off.
0: I thought it was McGinn. I might be wrong. But... Maybe
1: it was. I thought I thought McGinn was out
0: there to the end. Okay. Well. Let us know in the comments who came off but anyway we, we changed the shape slightly went to more of like a three at the back five in midfield um so, and um, uh, it, it worked straight away i think we we decided to sort of match them up man for man you know and say all right let's just go one-on-one here and you know we'll play your system and we'll see if we can beat you at it and and in that last you know sort of 10-15 minutes they were hanging on once we equalized through a great goal uh you know, Buendia, marvellous little pass just to have the composure to pick out Luis there. And Luis just opened up his body, lovely little side for finish. And um, and that's a huge goal for us. That's a huge goal for us because we played awful. We didn't deserve a point. We we deserved to get beat. You know, if it was a boxing match, we would have lost on points. And, um, you know, we managed to get that goal, keep this run of 19 games now um scoring for a new manager that is a premier league record so well done to Unai Emery and the team for that 19 games in a row with a goal in a manager's first 19 games never been done before in premier league history well done and you know it was a huge goal because um it keeps the unbeaten run going it gives us a valuable point and we we've got Fulham on Tuesday now at home and you know if we if we win that one four points from those two games you know that's a that's a good effort.
1: hundred percent. um obviously, I'm more worried about the the players being retired. It's kind of been a full-on couple of weeks, I guess mentally, physically. You know the media starting to talk about us a little bit more making Europe from this charge, which we haven't had for a very, very long time of Villa making the top six. But back on to Brentford quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they have done a remarkable job as a club to be in the position they are because it the Premier League, as we found out, is an incredibly hard league to stay in and if you got a team like nottingham forest that has spent 200 plus million on a bunch of good players mm. and they still can't quite get it together it's just proving how difficult like how the gap is between the championship and the premier league because they have done a fantastic effort what's this their third season second season second
0: at least their third i think yeah
1: and it might be i don't know no, i think season. it's
0: their third but yeah well, Tony, second tony's season. been around a while
1: Tony was in their in last season the championship. I think I think it could be their yeah. second year up. I think.
0: Possibly. We'll um, again. but yeah. they um but yeah, like I, I think they've done a great job. I think um their manager is it's another sign. If you've got a proper manager, um you can you don't need to have the best teams on paper. You know, you don't have to have, you know, superstar players. You can you can you can grind results out and you can have a game plan that works. And he's certainly done that. And I think um he will go to a bigger club one day but i think he's just sort of enjoying his time at brentford and this sort of fairy tale story of this club that had never been in the top flight i think before not, not, but, not
1: in the premier league they've been in the not top in the premier flight, league but their recruitment strategy has just been remarkable because you got to think right they had this amazing striker scott hogan championship beast we buy him they bring in ollie watkins from league two yeah absolute beast sells into to aston villa they bring in a League One Ivan Tony, who's now one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Yep. But the way they've done it, I believe they use the Moneyball system or something yeah. so similar to the Moneyball.
0: Similar to Brighton, this sort of, um, yeah, Moneyball kind of looking at uh, players that might have been rejects at other clubs and, you know, just trying to find a home for them and somewhere where they can feel comfortable. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you've got Ben Rama, of course, that went through Mope. that team. Mopey. They, they've had their team yeah. gutted, Scott.
1: At least twi- like twice i can think of because mm. we took concert off them as well Remember, like, yeah. we took like, like they've had their team gutted like two or three times they just managed to just find absolute gems yeah. which is such a hard thing to do so full credit to them honestly and you know
0: and they've beaten man united this year they've beaten man city they've um you know they they have a style of play that even the the top teams can struggle with because they're very physical they're very in your face they attack, they, um, but they can defend as well. They've got some tough, tough players. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, it was a bit of a fight for us. You know, there was uh, some sort of niggly yellow cards and, um, you know, challenges early and um, that sort of thing. So it was always going to be one of those games that we were going to have to turn up for the fight, and I thought we did that throughout the game. Even, even in that period in the second half where they were, on top of us and dominating we we never sort of threw our rag in like maybe we 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 possibly have you know under previous regimes um and you know we we stuck in the game and got a point out of it and that is the sign of a good team and that's um such a such a positive from this match and something we can take into the rest of these matches coming up six more games to go for villa six cup finals as emmy martinez um said famously after the um the Newcastle win seven cup finals we've been through this one we've got a draw it's a good point and um yeah let's look forward to fulham because um i think that if we get three points there we're still in this race for the europa league
1: oh 100 and i think we should go in full confidence at home i know fulham actually playing decent football at the moment even without Mitrovic. I and they beat Everton. they beat Leeds on the uh, weekend hmm. but it seems like anyone can beat Leeds at the moment sadly uh, they're still in that relegation battle but at home Villa he packed out one of my mates is going to be there again for his uh second Villa game so he hasn't seen them lose fingers crossed yet um but Villa personally rocking again under the lights we all know it's a special place under the lights and uh we'll see what happens from there but I'm back in three points for Villa
0: okay and let's move on to uh the the next thing we want to promote and that's um uh player of the season poll it's on youtube so go to the community page on youtube you'll see the poll there it's already up um and we've got who is your aston villa player of the season for season 22 23 and um take us through it Noel. what are the options
1: yeah also well, just roger actually put a comment on the last episode he's uh been commenting on the last few we've been taking thanks roger for your support yeah absolute legend uh bringing this one up because obviously it's something we did want to do we need to go through and review The season getting to that point sadly the season's coming to an end who would have thought um but he goes hey lads we're getting that time of year where people want to know your opinion opinion on who should be on the shortlist for player of the season Mm. so we've made the the poll on our community tab i'm also going to post it on twitter so chuck us a follow on the twitter which is always uh, at the top of the channel on the on the top there click the the twitter logo Mm -hmm. but we've gone in our opinion you and i just discussed it scott we've got ashley young tyro Mings, douglas always ollie watkins and emmy martinez
0: Yep. So, so they're yeah. your five options. Um, if you're going to, if you think it's somebody else, you can always just write it in the comments. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it's going to come out of one of those five for sure. And, um, you know, um, uh, it's so hard. I, I mean, I think I'll, I'm going to save my, my pick maybe for next week, once we talk about the poll and maybe when we've got everyone else here, that'd be good. But Oh, there's, there's three or four real contenders in in Well, all five of them, really. But they're, you know, you could pretty much go anyway, depending on how you're looking at the season.
1: I mean, 100%. And the season hasn't been as straightforward as it now looks. No. So when we were struggling, like players like Amy Martinez, Douglas Louise, I know Tyra Mink was in and out, so he's kind of peaked a little bit later. Ashley Young was like, I guess, being consistent throughout. But Ollie Watkins, you know, peaked since the World Cup. So it's been a mm. difficult season, but these guys, like any of them, could win it in my opinion, and it could even be a surprise pack. I know we were talking about Jacob Ramsey as well, potentially. Mm. John McGinn's had a good second half of the season. Um, so yeah,
0: just Kamara had a good season yeah. while he was um, actually playing, but he's been um, unfortunately injured for a while, so that took him out of the running, I think, uh, in our poll. But um, yeah, let us know what you think in in Twitter on the YouTube community page. Get on there, vote. Comment and um, yeah, we'll uh, we will announce that uh, next week. Um, not after the fuller match, we'll do it after the next match, which is, I think is Manchester United. Is that correct?
1: Uh, after the fuller match, it is Manchester United, yes, yeah. that's yeah. right.
0: So, that's another big one. Looking forward to that. They're going through a bit of a mini crisis right now with uh, you know, their uh, exit from the Europa League and um you know process. injuries and yes they got the fa cup final uh semi-final tonight against brighton which i think they're probably not favorites in i i would say um maybe they are with the bookies or uh but i, I would say brighton are probably favorites going in the way they're playing and the way the zerby's got them going so that's going to be interesting to see us play them you know after that um and yeah, Harry Maguire at the back having a bit of a nightmare. So hopefully, Ollie Watkins can give him a few more nightmares um, coming. But it's Fulham next. That's and um, that's the one we've got to focus on. So let's look forward to that one, Noah. And let's uh, do you have a prediction for me? Fulham at home, no Mitrovic, but they're coming off two wins.
1: Do I have a prediction for you, Scott? Gee whiz, of course I do. Not going to be like Tommy's seven uh, nil.
0: Why yeah, that, that didn't that did I said at halftime, I see in the group chat, I said uh, tell me your 7 nils not looking too good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, he got close. He got close, you know. No. Nah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. We're pretty good at home, we're pretty compact at home, we're pretty hard to beat at home recently. I'm gonna go to routine two-nil Villa. And I'm gonna go Villa. A, bra- a brace for Ollie Watkins.
0: I'm gonna say three-one Villa. Um, I think we'll get back in form. I think Ollie Watkins will. Um, you know, have a good game. I'll, I'll put him down for. I'll put him down for one goal, and I'll say uh Jacob Ramsey with one, and uh maybe Duran off the bench. Yeah, I was surprised actually. Duran didn't come on in this game. Yeah, um, I
1: thought the game was screaming for him, Scott. And mm. a guy I've been messaging, old mate Troy Eccles. Uh, yeah, had a bit of back and forth throughout the throughout the game. We're having a bit of a chat about it, and I put like literally. I think this might have been at halftime. Watkins done nothing. Get Duran on. Yeah. The reason I said that is Durant is tall, he's agile, he's quick, and he's saying different. If you're Brentford, right, you're going to work on all week on how to defend Ollie Watkins, and they did it bloody well. I know our final ball wasn't to, like wasn't great mm. to him, but I think the game was screaming for Durant.
0: I think taking off Watkins when you need a goal probably isn't the sort of thing that Emery would do. Um, but, uh, yeah, he could have come on you know, for one of the attacking midfielders and, 100%. you know, played played two up top or, you know, um, maybe Buendia or... But, you know, Buendia ends ends up getting the assist, so, you know, it, it worked out in the end and Traore uh, was lively and gave us something a bit different on the right-hand side, so... My man. Uh, yeah, it's worked out pretty well. What do you think about um, Dan Donka? Uh Do you think he'll keep his place going forward? I mean, um, let's say um uh Bailey comes back from injury right um would you rather see McGinn go back into that more midfield and or Kamara go into there I guess when Kamara's fit he'll he'll come in too but um you know it does seem like when we've got McGinn um on that sort of right hand side and playing a bit more forward that we don't sort of have the legs on the counter-attack that we Maybe do when we have uh, Traore or Bailey.
1: I mean, Dendonka's earned his shirt right now. I, I really think he's earned his shirt, especially in Newcastle. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And you know, for what we like, it's a Gerard signing. You know, I don't know how much we paid for him. It wasn't a lot, and everyone was kind of a bit surprised we bought him. Mm. But in this system, he could be very good, especially while Kamara's out. If I don't see Kamara being rushed back for the Fulham game, maybe United. I'm not sure. extent of his injury because he came back and then i think did he go off at half time or something against leicester
0: yeah he got he got a bit of a like he rolled his ankle or something i think against leicester um that was the one where um martinez played him a a silly pass and he sort of got tackled and um, they almost scored from it but um yeah he came off and they said it was only precautionary and then we were thinking oh he's gonna be back for the next game but he hasn't been in the squad at all since so, uh, yeah, that's a bit concerning, but, um, you know, uh, at least you know we' we'll, the rest of the team are co- contributing, and we we do have probably more uh cover in those midfield areas than anywhere else on the field. Right. um, you know, Volley Watkins went down or you know someone like that, then you know it could be a bit of a a bit of a worry. um, Diego Carlos is another one that hasn't featured, you know, he's been back from injury for a while now. And I, I know McGinn, uh, Mings and concert been playing well, but not even like a couple of minutes off the bench at the end of the game, or, you know, um, it's, I've been surprised that we haven't seen him at all. Um, maybe they're just, you know, being extra careful and wrapping him cotton wool, but, um, yeah, I
1: I think that's what it is, Scott. He did his Achilles. If he's not needed, why bring him in? They're giving Chambers those minutes off the bench. For example, if I think like Constantine's mean, got a red card, like forty-five minutes into the game, they'd bring Carlos on. Mm. But when you're trying to shoot up a game, I think Chambers a little bit more dynamic than Carlos. I think he could like Chambers play right back and play DM. Yeah, Carlos is literally I think a constant replacement. That's how I see him. And I think put him in more for the year, give him another preseason. Like, you may as well rest his like. May as well race his ankle to be honest yeah and, um, look after him it was a pretty horrific injury I can't believe it was only the second game into the season which was uh so hard to believe and typical Villa um, yeah it was typical <laughs> Villa but yeah and Mings have have played outstanding Like I they have really have played outstanding and I give him full credit because Tyro Mings had a terrible start to the season not only losing the captaincy getting called out by Gerrard it just wasn't mm. going his way and it was it was looking like he could be out of Villa like it really was looking like he could be done, and yeah, you have blamed him probably not. And I know Villa fans are a little bit mixed on it, but he's been unbelievable this season, and full credit to him as a professional and as a player.
0: Absolutely, and um, yeah, well, well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. It's been um, you know, not our best performance, but we fought hard and we got the point. And um, you know, we wouldn't have done that, you know, under previous managers, I think we would have lost that game. Um, so. You know, there's plenty of positives to take out. We got Fulham on Tuesday night. It's a big one. We'll be back after that match for another review. So please keep your comments coming. Keep your subscribes and your and your likes. Um, it helps us out so much. Um and um Noah's also got a little uh, uh surprise for us.
1: Yeah, so I want everyone to kind of keep their eyes on the socials. There's uh something special coming that someone could win down the track, hopefully when they arrive. Having a- arrived yep there's a little bit of something coming that i really want to give back to the people who really supported this and and everything so keep an eye followers on instagram twitter and facebook TikTok as well Follow us on all those platforms there'll be a little bit something coming up uh hopefully very soon for for you guys
0: some surprises in the offering and um yes please get in um getting onto the socials and do you know vote on the poll because uh we want to know who you think should win Uh, Villa's player of the season there's you know I think it's going to be quite close out of the five options we've given Um, so let us know who you think's had the best season in 22-23 and we will see you all after Fulham up the Villa see you later